The Punch Stevenson Show. PunchStevenson.com. Episode 279. Tuesday, May 10th, 2016. So, uh, it's the Punch Stevenson Show. Uh, PunchStevenson.com. And uh, before I, uh, I go any further, uh, we welcome back Lanza. Hi, thanks for having me back again. Are you there? Are you alive? I am alive. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. Been a rough month. Rough month. Episode 279. Wow. You were last with us on episode 276. Wow. I'm glad you had me back so soon. I guess that's a good oh, sign. That's true. We don't know. I don't know too many other people. That's the problem. <laughs> or it's a bad sign where I'm just like the last resort. That's it. Uh, so, uh, very quickly, um, I'm going to go right into celebrity deaths. Deathles. It's a segment that we do on the show. I don't know if you're aware of that. I, I've heard of the segment. I've definitely heard of the segment. Uh, the only one I'm going to... <laughs> Actually, I'm looking at this now. I've done almost everyone. Um, Dora... I don't, think, I don't think many more have happened since any big ones since uh, since the last one. Well, the other one I'll cover uh, is uh, Doris Roberts. Ah, uh, yeah. She was the the mother on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, she's the grandma on Grandma's Boy. Is that true? Oh yeah, fantastic role. That's a great movie. Uh, yeah, Rob liked that too for some reason. I, I don't know why. Because it's good. Nah. Anyway. Yeah, so um, Doris Roberts, uh, she was about ninety years old. That yeah, well, you know, she—I think it was a stroke in her nah. sleep. If I remember right, it's too bad. So, um, gonna get right into it. I—I uh, uh, I took a trip. It's a few months ago now, but uh, I took a trip to Chicago, Illinois. The infamous Chicago trip. <laughs> the Chicago trip, which <laughs> turned into a Cincinnati trip. Uh, which I, I think I've been rather been tripping on LSD. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't bad, but I guess to get to get through it all was, uh, was well, tough. Yeah, it just it just nothing worked out. Uh, we were supposed to uh, we were supposed to have someone there. The infamous Asian Dave. Bah. <laughs> he flaked. He flaked. He flaked. What else could you say? He had. Uh, there was a family member had uh, some uh, uh, medical issue, and he had to stay behind. But he was going to drive us all over the place. So uh, when that didn't happen, I had to improvise, so to speak. And it worked out well. Uh, well, it didn't work out well originally. I flew out on a Friday. I was intending on getting there early enough where I could hit the convention. Uh, but uh, that didn't work out because on my flight, apparently some kind of a, uh, uh, I don't know, a lock or something that kept one of the uh, snack trays in place broke. <laughs> and after two hours, the maintenance people were simply not able to, to uh, fix this thing. And so they delayed the flight. I got out of the plane. I went and got something to eat in the airport. When I came back... They had canceled the flight. 
I never heard of such a thing in my so, life. Ever, <laughs> ever in my life. It happened to somebody else unmarked out like a month later. I think they were trolling you. I don't know, man. That's that's basically by the time I got out there, it was like seven p.m. Chicago time, uh, so it was heinous, just heinous. And uh, so I rented. I got my rental car, and I uh, I drove around. And I, didn't, I haven't told this. So one of the plans I was going to do was I wanted to see uh, a couple of like movie locations, just houses. One of them was going to be the Home Alone house, the McAllister residence, which was uh, like a big mansion from the Home Alone movies, the first and the second one. And also the Ur- the uh, the the Winslow house from Family Matters. Family Matters yeah. Yes, the Urkel house is gone. <laughs> Which I've never heard before, actually. That's why it's funny. Gentrified. There's no yeah. local house. Uh, and then last but not least was the Shameless House from the uh, Showtime show Shameless. Well, that house has a window of like 10 to 4. Yeah, uh, not even. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even so. So I was looking on the, in the internet for a while and I saw all of these stories like. Well, you know, you probably won't get killed down there, but it, it's pretty rough. So I'm like, yeah, I, I think maybe another time. I'll wait till that neighborhood's a little bit more gentrified before I, I attempt it. Especially if it's just a house. If it's a signing, maybe. But yeah, I mean, it's just a house. You can't risk it. And so anyway, so I, I get in the car and I dr- I'm driving up to the uh, the Home Alone house. And I don't know why I expected this to be the case. But I drove up to the neighborhood. Now, again, the neighborhood is unbelievable. I mean, there's every house is a gigantic mansion. But why I expected to be able to see the house or get a decent picture of it at night, I don't know. I don't think you were thinking at that point. No, so it was too dark. Uh, A photo was going to be out of the question, so I left. And I drove back. Parked my car. I no, I stopped, got something to eat, parked my car, and then just walked around like the little, you know, the uh, the, the inner loop area of Chicago along the river, the river walk. Took picture of the skyscrapers and museum buildings and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Um, I even found what I think is the uh, the subway location, elevated trains on a subway for the package. The package. The package. The package was like this early '80s movie that the director Andrew Davis uh, did. He did a lot of the Chicago movies. Can't say I've ever heard of the package. It was a Gene Hackman. Yeah. The bad, nope. the bad guy was Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones going to try and assassinate the president or something like that. <laughs> no, never. Gene never Hackman has to stop him. Joanna Cassidy is his like wife or something. So I liked it. Uh, anyway, so I thought I found... I, I think I found it. Took a picture of it. But anyway. So then I go back to the hotel. Blah, blah, blah. And the next morning, I get up early. I um, I wanted to take a picture of the Sears Tower at daytime. So I did that. Got in the car. Drove. Checked out of the hotel. No, I didn't check out of the hotel. I drove up to the Home Alone house. I pull up. And just as I pull up, there's some guy from North Carolina that was there with his family, and he was taking pictures of his kids and all in front of the house. 
So I ran over there and I was like, wait, wait, before you go, take a picture of me with the house. Obviously. So we did. I took one of him and his kids and, um, and then I told him I was going to the, the uh, family matters house next. I don't know if he did. So, uh, then I left and, uh, I, I went down to the family matters house. I took a picture of it and, uh, well, where it was, I guess, right? Huh? I said of where it was. Like, just no, it's because... still there. At least the house was not there anymore. Urkel, the Urkel house is gone. So I did that, and then I uh, went back to the hotel, shave, shower, whatever. And I went over to the convention. And I got uh, a picture with John Cusack, who I'm a, I'm a big fan of John Cusack. Unfortunately, he's not a nice guy. And he was wearing a hat. The hat? The prop, It's not so much the hat. It's that the hat was like when you're 12 years old, like down and it's was all the way down to your nose. Yeah. The hat's not the worst part. It's just the way he wore it and the way he would would just not face forward. Yeah, so that wasn't good. And then uh, so I did that convention, left. Then I drove all the way up to the north side of Chicago. My friend, who's been on this show before, Jonald T. Reyes. Uh, he was producing, directing this, like, off way, you know, this, like, community, like, theater musical. So I went up there, checked it out. I went to high school with him, said hello. Got back in the car. Raced all the way down uh, uh, back to the south, uh, not south, but back to the inner loop area. Left the car in the drop-off. At the Amtrak station, ran around the block, got to the Greyhound station, got on the damn bus, and then took the bus down to Cincinnati. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, that was not fun. I mean, for me listening to it, it is, but yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I got a lot of sleep on the bus, I gotta tell you. It was a nice bus ride. Oh, I mean, that's good. Thank God the bus didn't break down or anything. But, uh,. Yeah, then went to the Horror Hound convention at Cincinnati, which stunk, because just about everybody I wanted had canceled. Well, also, the main was the, uh, the X-File reunion of the Lone Gunman. I know, but they canceled. They have the two, I mean, that's two, the two main... or three canceled. Killed. Yeah. But I said that's the main. That's one of the main draws. Yeah, that, that stunk, and, uh, and flew home. Cusack, Cusack, um, I mean... He's doing a lot of conventions now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess he saw how easy it is to make money. But I'd like to see... What I was trying to say was I'd like to see how he poses for everything else coming up. <laughs> if he's going to stay miserable or if he was, like, legit didn't know how a convention worked. I mean, he literally looked like he wa he looked like he was fixing his car in the garage, in the driveway. Right. And he looked, walked he, in. He would have looked... Even better if he looked like he rolled out of bed. <laughs> he Man. looked he looked pretty bad, but he did look good in split photo ops. Mm. I know, but uh, our our marked out friend uh, Jorsky, without having that, insisted no. on getting his own photo. So he you know he, he didn't like the pose. Well, too bad. Should have listened to me. Also, would have saved money, which is I mean, well, yeah. But was... So uh, that was that. Now, did you see? Speaking of Home Alone, did you see, uh, this is over the holidays, that uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin put out this video. 
It was like I've, like a yes. funnier die video where he's like pretending to be Kevin McAllister. He's grown up, but he's like a mass murderer. Yeah, yeah, did actually. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of funny. Yeah, he, he. The funny part is like he's a weird dude, but he's definitely can poke fun of himself, no problem. Yeah. Um. So, I wish he would do more though. Just in nah, general, he's done. besides his band. That he yeah, even that, I think he's just done. He just hates people. I mean, don't we all? So, uh, yeah, he's done. But uh, and then uh, Daniel Stern, who played uh, uh, Marv, the Wet Bandits, the Wet Bandits, and the Sticky Bandits. That's W E T B A N. Shut up, Marv. <laughs> yeah, good old Daniel. So uh, Daniel Stern did this like follow-up video where uh, he's just like sitting in his bedroom pretending to be Marv after he's seen the Macaulay Culkin video, and he's like, he's like, Ma Harry, I told you this guy with this kid was was a murderer. Ah, uh, that guy definitely needs to do more. He just fell off the face of the earth after he had his CBS show. Stern. Yeah. Wasn't he on Broadway recently? Uh, about a year or two ago. Mm. Still need yeah. uh, He's 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 fantastic. Yeah, I don't know what's become of him. Broadway. I mean, we got him. He had a cold. He had a box of uh, Vicks with him. It's a mess. But a lot. I mean, I feel like a lot. Yeah, but a lot of those early '90s that just happens. I mean, Moranis retired because his wife passed away. But you know, Stern falls off. Like all of a sudden, Pesci's not doing much. Yeah, it sucks. Well, that's it. You know, if they don't they don't work anymore. You can't find them. That's why you got to be like one of these kooks that uh, you know is into like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, and you know go around and find them in like you know Albuquerque, uh, or like Joe's Pub in the city on a random Friday night midnight show. You know, not, and not tell anybody like like me. Yeah, that works. Totally works. It's valid. But is it valid? Uh, you'll never know. So, uh, this is the big news of the week. What? The announcement of Paul Rudd at oh. Monster Mania, and oh. then the second big announcement of the week, the cancellation of Paul Rudd at Monster Mania. So we're going to do a chiller uh, retrospective in this episode, uh, but uh, a short one. But yeah, Monster Mania, they're, they're big. They have a couple of shows, but one of the ones they have in Cherry Hill down by Philly is in August. And literally, they announced... It wasn't just them. It was also the September uh, Horror Hound in Indianapolis. They both announced uh, uh, Halloween 6 cast reunions with Paul Rudd. You know, the Ant-Man! And, and who's never done a convention. No. So, and he's in Marvel. And the only people getting Marvel at this point is Wizard World. Wizard World yeah. And all of a sudden, like, Rhode Island Comic Con gets a name. But other than that, no one is getting Marvel names. So for Cherry Hill to pull this out, when their biggest guy before this was maybe Michonne or Michael Rooker. Nev Campbell. A, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So. So but, we were all, everybody was like flipping out. They were losing their minds. Facebook people. I was going nuts. Facebook. 
Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're never going to be able to get into the place. There's going to be 3,000 people. Fire marshals are coming. The whole thing is happening. Well, well, also to be said, he was going to donate whatever he made to charity. Which Jamie Lee Curtis also did when she did Horror Hound. She, well, that was the one convention she ever did. Right, and she donated all the time. No, it wasn't Horror. It was, um, was, uh, was the it? dead one. I thought it was Horror Hound. No, it was... Uh, what the, what's the dead Indi- one? Indianapolis, right? Yeah, Is it was that... Indianapolis, but what the, it's the... the they call Day it of the Dead? Day of, no, not Day of the Dead. I don't know. I, I forget. It's some dead whatever, but it's, you know, it's like a zombie thing. But, uh, yeah, she did it for, for Halloween. That was the only one she did. But, I think that would have been the same thing. But the yeah. funny part is, so Monster Mania announces, uh, announces Rudd. And literally, I think within the hour, Horrorhound announces the same group yes. of people in September. With yeah. Rudd and the cast and the charity. Months later, yeah. The whole thing going on. Well, so obviously, there was a booker who got a hold of Paul Rudd and put this together. Obviously not that well because less than twelve hours later, uh, Paul Rudd has canceled both appearances due to a booking. <laughs> uh, so now, uh, very well, could be that he's filming something, which again, he probably has six more Marvel movies to do. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me, but I do find it extremely funny that uh, the announcement is made three months before, and it took them all of twelve hours to negate everything done and refund VIP tickets already. I, well, so. And I, I was skeptic, skeptical in the sense that not for the conventions, but I was like, is this, you know, was this booking agent like really, really sure that Paul Rudd was was totally on board with this and on? I mean, right. Monster, the, the guy that runs Monster Mania replied to me and said that, yes, Paul Rudd was totally uh, was he was not in the dark. He was totally on board. So. I don't know. It's just to me. It's just so strange that, like you said, like they announce it. So they don't just announce this stuff. Like they have to get all of the all the ducks in a row and that kind of stuff. Right. And at that point, if all the ducks are in a row, is it is he really going to take twelve hours to pull a cancellation, or couldn't they have just waited till next week and maybe not announce that? Well, that's what's so strange. Is why again? Why do you? And again, I'm not blaming the conventions. Right. They absolutely. both did it. Absolutely. As the book, why are the booking it? Why would you say that he's he's all right? It's a go. It's a green light, and then the next day it, it's off. I totally, totally am with you on that. I can't. I'm not blaming Monster Mania. Crazy. I'm not blaming any of them. But and obviously, Monster Mania and Horror Hound are both knowing what's going on because they do it within an hour of each other. So they both get the same confirmation that it's good to go. Yeah. I mean, just an incredibly weird set of circumstances, but it did get everyone in an uproar. So that was pretty funny. Uh, so, um, yeah, that happened. Now, uh, Rob, of course, retired from the show. Uh, but one of our, our, one of his long-standing imitations was of Louie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> and it was basically like, eh, it's, it's me, Louie, give me pudding. Survey says? Yes, right, survey. Louie. Show me Grinder. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I did. I got to beat Louis Anderson. Well, your story is way Reason. better than my story. Of is it? I think so. Well, I went one night with this other buffoon that I know, and 
<laughs> we stood out there all night. It's a comedy club. We stood out there all night. Never saw the guy. All of a sudden, this this guy who's who, by the way, I see a lot at Chiller, like handling different guests with like a crooked neck. He comes over. He him goes around the block. Comes back yelling, "I got him! I got him!" And I'm like, "What?" Yeah, that that would aggravate me to no end. I would not be happy. So apparently, there's a back door to this place that none of us knew. And none of us will ever know again because this is, is – I've never heard of anyone doing that. But I guess it makes sense with Norm when right. that happened Norm too. Norm McDonald, but... I missed there in that sense as well. Anyway. So the next night, I don't remember where I was, but I was doing something or other. And I get this call from these other guys I know. Greg, 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 Louis Anderson, Louis Anderson. We, we, he's going to be leaving. He's going to be leaving. So I'm you like, all right, fine. So, you were home, I think. No, no, I wasn't home. I was, um, I was at the the Digital Press video game store uh, for the monthly Nava uh, uh, like meeting that we have. We all, you know, get together, talk about video games and stuff. But uh, I was chilling there, and I was like, "Ah, eh, I'm gonna leave." You know, it was getting late, and it was like ten thirty, and they call me up, and I'm like, "Huh?" And they're like, "Ah." So I got in the car and I drove right into New York City and and in that area there there was nowhere to park. And somehow like nonstop, you know, going through the traffic, I found the spot that was about 2 blocks away, parked, got out of the car, ran full speed for like 3 blocks cuz these guys had already gotten him and just as I got towards it there was uh, a bunch of people, there was a car, and they were picking him up, and Louis Anderson was crossing 7th Avenue, and and my and one of the friends, and he's like, come on, come on, give me your camera, give me your camera, and we ran across the street, <laughs> and I'm like, Louis, I need the picture, and he's like, yeah, okay, let's do this, and so I got the picture, and then he signed a photo for me. Hey, thanks for coming out. Yeah, see you later. Yeah, I mean, I met him uh, while I was on a rail, so it's not my story. That's all there is to it. And then in the same place, you got Louis Anderson. We got, we finally got Danny DeVito. Thank God. That was a rough. Danny DeVito, rough. Four million dollars, Julius. Four million. <laughs> million. Only, not only is the height a factor, which is one thing. It's <laughs> on a rail, which is another thing. And then we have these two guys. Well, I have these two guys pressing my back, jumping over me. Asking me who this is as I'm in the act of trying to get it. Just, and everything was like, they had this book that they were trying to get autographs in. And everything was like, can you make it out to Frank? To Frank. And what is his name? Well, his name is Danny. Can you spell it? D-A-N-N-Y. Oh, I see. Danny. And what is his last name? And can you spell it? Oh, buddy. Do that one. What is his name? It's just, It's just Matt. Oh, yes. What is his last name? Oh, <laughs> just mad. Oh. Yeah, I was not. I was pretty pissed at night. <laughs> yeah. But we got everyone we came for, and no one was really a dick, and it wasn't too cold of a night. So, success. And then the other the other big meet for me, uh, the conquest, if you will, was uh, I, find, I, I now have all three amigos. Ah, it's a huge name for you. It's a huge name for you. Steve Martin. I said huge name oh, for you. Okay. I didn't name no, I said fell off the I map. Said, no, I said it's not just a huge name for you. I think for personally, that's just a huge name in general. Like yeah. I is iconic. 
Yeah, he doesn't like uh, doing uh, photos or anything anymore. Yeah, it's got to be right place, right time. Yeah, so I, I went to a, bo a CD signing and I, <laughs> I printed, I printed out the pictures that I had with Martin Short and Chevy Chase, and like <laughs> stuck it in front of him. I was like, Steve, you're the last one I've got to meet, and he's like, Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it's cool, and he's like oblivious. <laughs> And I'm like, can I get the picture? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, just just turn the flat. And he's like, yeah, just just no flash. And so I turned the flash off, and my hand's shaking. It came out all blurry, and then I had to give it to the girl, and she took it, and it's just crazy. Yeah, but it worked out extremely well. Yeah, it worked out well. Yeah, no 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 uh, no complaints. It's funny. I got Martin Short for the price of like a you know like a twenty eight dollar book. Steve Martin for the price of like a fifteen dollar CD, and Chevy Chase for over three hundred bucks or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was for a frame. But, but we did get the framed photo. Oh Chevy. yeah, hold on. So, the, I guess that yeah, great for it. I don't know. And we got to see Chevy Chase uh, uh, burping and <laughs> and people laughing at him saying this. And yeah, fart. talking about farting. Yeah, which was a, just a, the interviewer was bad though too. That whole that whole thing was a debacle. The pictures weren't coming out right for people. Yeah, it's bad. It was bad. It was, it was a bad event. I mean, by the I end know. of the day, I met Chevy, so I again can't complain too much. Yeah, and um, so the other thing, uh, did you see the video of uh, Nicolas Cage fighting Vince Neil? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I really thought it was a hoax for a long time. Uh, hey, hey, Vince. Hey, Vince, don't put your hands on me, okay? Hey. You know, well, I was going to be Lex Luthor, okay? Lex Luthor. Well, I also think he must have been much drunker. Oh, of than course. The way you're portraying him. But apparently a fan was pestering Neil. And KJ stepped in to like <laughs> save the day, and Neil was not, and Neil wasn't having any of it, and he like rocked him. Like, how do you like, can't make that stuff up? <laughs> I guess you could. It doesn't really matter at this point. Not yeah, like, I bring an edge to the show. Not like we're gonna get thrown off of iTunes. I think people like that. I bring an edge to the show. Well, it's funny when we started the show. Uh, Rob didn't want to curse because, like, his brother would listen to it and stuff, and he was younger. And I think his brother's, like, a rapper now. Does he curse? It's a rap. You kind of clean rap. You ever hear Will Smith? Yeah, but he doesn't do rap anymore. Yeah, but getting jiggy with it has no curses. That's true. Neither does uh, the Willennium album, I'm well, pretty sure. Speaking of Will Smith, I mean, he's got to be... He's got Will Smith has to win... Street Meat of the Year, the, the Marked Out Awards. I mean, the the man had to do 20 pictures a day for like 20 days. I mean, I would think even more because when I got him, I mean, he did a, a good dozen in one shot. Yeah. That's just me going there in one shot, not throughout the whole day with other people, up and down, like all this guy. He's he's unbelievable. Well, the one, the one guy we know... Uh, he got like 70, 70 autographs from him. Seventy. Yeah I, really, yeah, I don't believe that though. You don't? No, I think some of it is old, and I think some of it might be other people getting it for him. I just don't believe the minions. He, he had the minions. You know, class. I mean, said no, and people were debating, but 
he's turned people away who were like handing him stuff over and over again. So I can't imagine this guy came 70 times legit or 50 times and got multiple signed every day. And he was like, dude, enough. Like I, I see you every day. Well, you saw the two dummies that were hiding in the convenience store. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, and security didn't allow it either. That's true. Uh, I don't see that happening. So I think that's just over time and stuff. I mean, that same person posted three Robert Downey Juniors, and I don't know how true that is. Yeah, well, the minions. Yeah, the minions. The minions, eh? You know, the minions exactly my point. Done, eh? You need the minions to get more done. Eh? Yeah, exactly my point. Eh. And Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe was... Yeah, we met, uh, we met Russell Crowe. Maximus. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, uh, wasn't he in Johnny Mnemonic? Uh, you know, he might have been. But it's funny you say that. I was flipping through the TV the other day, and Police Academy Ooh. Mission to Moscow is on. He's in you that? Know I, no. You know who is in that? And I never, never realized it. and may have never seen the movie. Ron Perlman is the villain. Ah. Had no idea. Highlight of his career. Obviously. He hasn't gone on to do anything better. So, um... Alright. So, Chiller. Chiller was Chiller. Chiller Theater. It's chiller time. <laughs> Get the ghouls in order, right? What do they say? Get the guest ghouls or some nonsense about that on their page. So the uh, yeah, the spring chiller, uh, the headliner, uh, I guess you could say, was uh, Meatloaf. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> uh, I, it was more Meatloaf, but it was more like a scrambled egg. <laughs> but also the monkeys, too, believe it or not, which I... There's only the two of them. Yeah, but they were they, their lines were out the door and their probes were out the eh. door constantly. For me, it was Meatloaf. Well, Alice Cooper was there again as well. Yeah, his pro ops took long, but his line, I guess, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, Alice. Anyway, uh, they had a lot of repeats, but a lot of repeats I needed. So, I mean, well, what do you think about what did you think about Meatloaf? What did I, say? I didn't get, I didn't go on his autograph line, so I can't comment too much. Well, I, mean, I was in the autograph line. The 30 seconds that I saw him getting the picture, mm. he couldn't stand. He couldn't open his eyes and mumbled. Well, that he had to sit. Yeah, you, you were there on Saturday. I went on Friday. So. And he was a little more coherent on Friday. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately for me, there's just not much to say. He was he was definitely out of it. Like, just tired. Not, not drunk, not angry. Just really, really he looked shot and tired. Yeah, so, um, you know how I normally, like, sneak some audio in, uh, Chiller, so I think I had something from Meatloaf, I'll have to see if I can, uh, if it's coherent, but basically the interaction was, we were talking about the movie, uh, Black Dog, that he did with Patrick Swayze, and, uh, and then I, I try, I had him sign, well, this is after, you know, the line took, like, two hours, and there weren't that many people in the line. You know, it was it was kind of ridiculous. And um, uh, you know, to to speak on that though, it, it is a pain, but it is nice to see someone taking their time. Yeah. 
uh, not that you have to tell your whole life story, but at least he was into it where uh, I guess that's a silver lining. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I talked to him and then I, so I hand him the, uh, uh, I hand him the bat out of hell album and I'm like, Oh, just, you just sign it in blue because he had a silver pen. (laughs) He's like yelling at me only in black, only black. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's 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 embarrassing. Calm down. Love your music. Love Rocky Horror. <laughs> How many other films have you seen of mine? Uh, um, I've seen some. Well, I'm done 61, so you got your homework. Yeah. I saw the one. I forget what the one Five clubs? I've been a truck driver. Three or four times. <laughs> yeah, uh, Black Dog, Black Top. Black Dog was with Patrick Swayze. Black Top was for HBO. That was a movie for HBO. I played a, a schizophrenic serial killer, which is perfect for me. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Nice meeting you. Have a good day. Okay. Bye. Hi. Hi. I have a quick story. Uh, Go for it. When, I'm doing Perel. So we were, <laughs> my sister and my mother went to see like Pocahontas or something like that. So my dad and I were like, what do we go see? And we look and it was like Black Dog, Patrick Swayze. And we're like, yeah, let's go check that one out. And no, we're glad we did. It was, I like that movie. You were nasty. Can I get in blue? Yeah. No. No? I only knew Bat and Black. Oh. You're the boss. Have you ever see it in any other color? Fake. Just it's uh, fake. sign. <laughs> Unless some night after a show, right? It's too dark. You know, there was some people out there with things. I made most of my own. Nobody. They were just handing me stuff, and right, I yeah, you can't it. change it. Yeah, because yeah, I always try to get after a show when there's people waiting. I try to get. I always try. I'm, unless it's like icicle time, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll bring them in. I'll bring the stuff on Pleasure. the bus. Nice meeting. You. Thanks. Thank you again. Yeah, that, that's pretty rough. Yeah, my interaction with him was very few, very very few and far between. Yeah, and so uh, there was a meatloaf, and uh, Weird Al was back for a second. Weird Al time. was back. I didn't bother seeing him. Uh, but for me, met him the, eighteen times. I met, it was my first time meeting him. Really? Yeah. I missed him at the last chiller. I never got him like on tour or anything. Ah. Yeah. But for me, the highlight of the convention easily, I think you would agree, mm. is uh, his first uh, convention appearance. Yes. Talked up a storm with everybody. Was um, uh, Darcy. Yeah, yeah. Ted, and, uh, Ted McGinley. McGinley. Ted McGinley. I couldn't get the name, man. McGinley. Was I mean really took the time with everybody was was over the top nice doesn't even cut it he, you know I took a picture with him with with class and he's asking about oh you have a, you're a Yankee fan yeah you know my family's a Yankee fan I'm a Dodger fan what do you think of this and this just it, completely completely involved with everybody down to earth and then he leaves early <laughs> he leaves the convention early well I heard he left Saturday like after it was done. He was scheduled for Sunday. Oh, I know, but I don't know what happened there. Maybe, you know, something came up, he had to go, uh, I don't know. 
So he left, but yeah, he was he was uh, absolutely fantastic. And uh, I was asking, I was telling him about uh, Revenge of the Nerds. I'm like, you know, you know, they have reunion screenings and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, they never asked me to do anything. I can't. I, I really that boggles the mind so much. Yeah, Why would you not like? I don't know, unless it's his asking price, but again, like, you would make your money back on that. I can't imagine, like, well, he's not doing anything. Mm. I wanted to ask him, but then I felt bad. I wanted to be like, you know, they call, they, they always say you cancel shows. How do you feel about that? Does he, can, was, what was he booked for before? I don't even remember that. No, 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 shows meaning TV shows. Oh, Every yeah, that's right, he's like a, show. he's cursed. Yeah, I don't know, I guess they, they call it something, but I get, well, argument's sake we'll say the curse but yeah every show he's on that's not true i mean they brought him on married with children he did more seasons than the other guy well yeah but people don't like those seasons i do i love those seasons but that's but i like i started watching married with children probably right when he just got on so of course i'm biased well and then uh you know i also i have to mention this uh when i did the uh you know i did the tribeca film festival uh i met a lot of people but to be honest with you, the 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 one of the ones that really, for me, stood out as being huge, was of course Kelly Bundy herself. Uh, easily, Christina Applegate. Which I also like. She's well known now, even besides Bundy, where like Bud Bundy is Bud Bundy for life. Mm-hmm. Where Applegate was Chris is Kelly, but she's great in everything she does. I know. I love her. How could you not? What have we Oh, that is Louie. Huh? Oh, you know why? Because uh, it was... Yeah, I did the next night. That's yours? Did you do that? No, it was uh, they did it for uh, a screening they did in San Antonio for one of those. I forget what it was, some kind of a like a convention. I don't think they had any of. They may have had uh, Robert and uh, Curtis there, you know, maybe. I, I don't get it. Every time they do these things, they, <laughs> because Nobody Robert and Curtis uh, have been trying to figure out how to make money out of this deal since we did it. Yeah. So they, they're always uh, working that angle. They probably did it, but they would be, like, this guy was one of my yeah. favorite guys. He was a great dude, and I loved her. We all loved her. She was awesome. Yeah. I know that the, uh, the guy that played Ogre, uh, I think he's kind of, like, he doesn't really like to be associated with it anymore, I heard. Really? Yeah, I heard that. I heard he's like tough to get to sign anything nerds wise. Oh, I don't have to look into that. I met a guy the other day that said he knows him. Right. Uh, but he moved away, I guess, from LA and he's, he owns a bar now. Oh, okay. And I. Well, that's hard to believe. I have to pay him a visit, I don't know. 
I think it's hard to believe. I was saying the other guy. Well, Anthony I got on Broadway last year. Really? Or like two years ago. He was in the play with Peter Dinklage. See, this is the one no one can get. That's a good. That's a good gift. He lives in New York. He's around all the time. Yeah, nobody. Everyone says, oh, I can't get. I can't get yeah, in. Yeah, he's, he's very nice. Very I know easy. he is. He's a great guy. The other guys I never see. He does conventions, but uh, he's a world. This guy's ridiculous. He's such a great guy. He'd do it. I know. I just he doesn't. You don't see him. Where do you want this one? Oh, uh, I would say put it. It's not a lot of room, so maybe put it like over here. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you can fit in there. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I wish I could talk to you longer, but it's a pleasure. I hope you keep doing some more cons. There's definitely a lot of people that want to meet you out there. I appreciate that. That's very nice to hear. Thanks. So that was cool, but anyway, uh, yeah. He so beginning was great. Uh, I also ran into uh, my old our old pal of the show, Dennis Haskins. That guy was Dennis Haskins. Now you probably don't know this, but Rob used to there was the uh, there was this bar called Tierney Tierney Nog. No idea. All right, they, it was an Irish bar. It used to be across the street from uh, the Garden. But they moved it. They moved it a few years ago. But it was always like, you know, there was this this group of Irish. There was four sisters. They were called the Screaming Orphans. I think they're still around. Jesus. And they would always perform there. And Rob, I don't know Rob, I guess he he just he just liked watching them or whatever the deal was. But he was always there. We'd always, like, hang out there. Other friends of ours, whatever, would join us. But Dennis Haskins would always be there. And... I didn't even know he lived in New York. No, he didn't live in New York. Whenever he was in New York, he would... No, but he would follow these girls. Like, if they were performing somewhere else, he'd be there. But if you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but like seven, eight years ago, Dennis Haskin had a thing where he kept showing up plastered and would, like, get up on stage in the middle of a concert and they would and sing the songs with the bands. I do remember him being plastered for a while. I mean, he was on stage one time. He was singing with, like... Radiohead or something. It was like a major band. The Radiohead thing I don't remember. I do remember him being pleasure for a while. And it looks like he lost a little bit of weight now, so I guess... It looks uh, a lot better. No, he definitely looks a lot better. He's a very nice guy, but... Uh, so anyway, I, I mentioned to... him. Here's the thing. Rob saw him there a few times, and every time he would see him, he would say to me, you know, he would text me, Dennis Haskins is here. Come! And at the time, Rob lived in, in New York City, or Brooklyn or something, and I was still in New Jersey, and I'm like, oh, man, it's a pain. i got to drive to the train station and do this and do that. I wasn't as experienced as I am now, where I would just drive straight in. Right. So I never I never got to see him there. Never seen him. Yeah, so this is, <laughs> this is the first opportunity I had to meet him. So And I mentioned it to him, and he's laughing, and he was like, oh, yeah. Those were good times, good times. Yeah, he's probably like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Ah, he knew. I don't know. Sounds like he didn't know. How are you guys? Good. Mr. Haskins, nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you. Greg. Right, nice to meet you. Nice to see you at uh, Tierney Nog. You used to do oh my God, <laughs> with the, the screaming orphans. Yeah. I, they moved. I saw Tierney Nog. There's one up. Uh... They moved it, yes. Yeah. It's like a weird spot now. Yeah. It's not off the beaten path, yeah. Well, it's up in the 50s. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I drove by it by accident. Or somebody drove me by it. Anyway, I didn't see the girls at all. The orphans? No. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of lost track. I don't know where they. Uh... Yeah. My friend was much more of the fan than I was. Well, they're really sweet. Like, yeah. Really. It's hard to stay in touch though. It's hard. What's going on with you? Not much. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Same old, same old. I gotta sit back. If get a pillow, I'd be asleep. What do you got, four? I think so. So, can I get an autograph and a photo with you? Happy to do it. Thank you. Oh, uh. Yeah, headshot's fine. Can I your first name? Greg? G-R-E-G. Yeah. I know you tall, man. I want to make sure. Hey, 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 for me. Hey, 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 hey. what's going on here? <laughs> All right, nice to see you again, Dennis. All right, Brad. Thank you. Uh, I also met uh, Nan, Nana, Nana, I don't even know how to say her name. Visitor, Visitor. She was a uh, Major Kira on Deep Space Nine. Uh, that's, again, not. Uh, I was a big Deep Space alley. Nine fan. And I had her sign a picture that was also signed by. René Aubergenois. Oh, yeah? Who I saw at uh, at an event that uh, you were going to go to, but then quit. Which was... I've done that a lot, so... That was the one up on 95th. 95th? 95th Street. Yeah, 95th doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. Well, it was the, it was the night... That I went to go get Russell Crowe with the other guy I know, and we showed up two minutes after oh, he yeah. went in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, anyway, yeah. so then we we're we're, <laughs> we're traipsing around town. What happens is that was a Wednesday night. Thursday night, Russell Crowe comes back. He's doing Saturday Night Live. He comes back to his hotel. There's a bunch of people there, autograph dealers and all. He tells them, All right, all right, guys, get in a line. I'm gonna go down the line. They don't listen. The line breaks down. They all swarm him. Russell Crowe... everywhere. Just, just yeah. disaster. He gets annoyed. He takes the, the Sharpie, throws it across the street, and goes in. So now everybody assumed, as we did, that he's done. He, he, you know, he's not going to do anything else there. He's, he's, he's pissed. One guy believed he wasn't. Who? Me. Oh, you. Yeah. Me. So uh, we yeah, so we we hit a couple other spots. Uh, we got some pizza. Um, you know, we just kind of traipsed around, and then we so we went over there, and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. Where is this guy? And finally, like well after eleven, I think. Well, right about I think it was right before eleven. Yeah, right we around. Pull it, yeah. His yeah. car pull a car pulls up, 
And I look at the back. So there's a bike rack on the back. That's his car because he was riding his bike around. He gets out with the book bag, walks over. It's just us two. Very quiet. You go, oh, Mr. Crow, can you get a picture or something, whatever? He goes, he nods, yes. We each do the picture. And then you proceed to tell ah, him the most idiotic, inane, irrelevant story known to man to the point where he was like, huh? What? Yeah. I wish he would have just – I though, that's definitely one of the times uh, where I wish he would have ignored me. Just and be not, like, oh, that's nice. Okay, and go. <laughs> yeah, instead of just trying to – Trying to understand what I was saying. And that was just, very, very, it was cringeworthy. I was cringing. I mean, I was cringing as I said it for the third time. I'm like, why is he still, and then he was, he didn't hear you. And he, he was like, huh? And you kept going. And I'm like, why is he still going? I should have just said something else like, ah, big fan, bye. <laughs> got, got out of the conversation. It just, I don't know. I've been, I don't know. I don't know. what. I think I was just in awe that we actually, it actually worked. Because a lot of the planning... I was stunned. Yeah, it never works. So I'm pretty... Uh, I was just pretty pumped for that. Yeah, so um, got him. And, and then Chiller, also a first-time convention guest, Rob Schneider. I've gotten Schneider before, but I heard he was busting out just everything. He used, used clothes, well, memorabilia... He- I was, I think, you know, he had, you know, when we, when I got there, you know, the, the show had been going on for a few hours, but I guess no one had asked him to really talk to him. And so me and these other two guys, we just were talking to him and he was like, and I said, what's that? Like, cause he had this double bag full of junk and he goes, ah, I, you know, I brought some of this stuff and it was like, it was, it was screen worn wardrobe scripts, everything. It must be the like the bag of junk that he brings on his merch table, like at a comedy show. You know what's funny though? He didn't have a merch table when I met him. Then maybe he just brought it for this. But he he was literally he yeah. was like he's like ah, I've never done one of these before, so uh, I don't know. Sure. Just uh, here it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. I heard the stories. I, thought, I just think that's pretty cool though. I mean, I guess yeah, people. He was a nice guy. Nice to meet you. Man. So they give me the same shot though. Yeah. <laughs> because I have. No By the way, big stand. I love them. I don't know how it works, but... Ah. This is the only one. Wow. From Big Stanley. I don't know. He's pulling out the old costume. This is the only way. Isn't the only way to make any money own it? Get a picture. Isn't the only way to make the money own the thing? Yes, that's right. If you own it, you make the money. Oh, you own it? Hey, baby, give it to me. Now you figured it out, huh? You're tired of getting just the check every week, and they say, "What? Give me a break." What are you doing with it? Big oh. <laughs> I don't think that'll fit. Really? Oh, because all like the ninja shit? All the ninja uh, My first time meet was Judge Reinhold. Ah, oh, yes, Judge. Oh, man. <laughs> He's weird. 
Not that he's weird. He's just he, he came. He, it looked like he was just on a drug binge. And he's just sweating all over the place. It's not that hot. <laughs> no, right? yeah, he was like that at Monster Mania. He was like, yeah, it just, he was like he, gleaming. He's clammy. Yeah, he's clammy. It's not even like a sweat. He's, he's clammy. <laughs> he's trying. You know, he's taking two photos with me holding my hand. I'm trying not to hold his hand, but not be a dick at the same time because no. it just. Uh. He was nice. Uh, he was fine. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he's telling people. Which I think had to be a joke about not posting photos to social media the last convention he was at. Yeah, he did that at the Hollywood show, and apparently some people believed him. <laughs> One person believed him. Because at Boston Media, he never said anything like that. No, and I'm sure I'm sure if he did, he was a joke. Because, again, he just seemed like you know, he was a down-to-earth guy. He didn't... Um, yeah. He wasn't. He didn't say anything rude or anything, and make make sure you know. Got to make sure the picture comes out okay and triple now, check. Did you get? Did you get Lamont Big Dummy Demon Wilson? Nah, I, I, I didn't even bother with him. He looked really uh, nasty. Uh, he looked out of it. I, I, I got. I have no patience for that. I no. did get. Uh, what's his name though? That you missed. Uh, missed. Was it T.J. Barnes, the voice oh. of Spider-Man? I never saw the guy. He was. He was never at his table. Yeah, he was just and, walking around. Not eat, I, yeah, and I um, it was right after I got the meatloaf up, I think, and I just was like, I'm gonna do one last round, and then I gotta get out of this place. Mm. And he just I happened to be sitting at his table, and he's like, Yeah, man. You know, I was trying to make conversation. Said, Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, me too, man. man. Me too. Like talking down to me a little, like like I'm ten. That I really believed in Spider Man. Um, you know. Spider Man. Uh, yeah. Who else? Tara Reid looked. Uh, uh, she, uh, she looked better than she did, which is worse than what she always looked yeah, like. I don't. I, I don't know more to say about that. The only uh, the other main one that I got was I got the group photo with uh, the Chips guys. Oh, uh, yeah, it's big for you. Well, I don't know. I'd met Larry Wilcox, but I'd never met Eric Estrada or uh, Robert Pine. So that was really cool because I was, uh, you know, when I was a little kid, I was a big Chips fan. I always watched. Chips. Yeah, I never got into Chips. Well, it was always like, like Chips and Dukes of Hazard were constantly like rerun, like on TBS, like all day. It's like Chips, Dukes of Hazard, Chips, Dukes of Hazard. So uh, I was more of a Nick, Nick at Night was always running in my house. Mm. Yeah, well, what did you watch during the day? Soap operas. Ah, oh, what? Yeah, a lot of old my children was on. A lot of young and the restless. No, when I was a kid, when I was when I was like home by myself, let's say ten or twelve or something like that, uh, I don't even remember what reruns were on. I remember a lot of the old TGIF shows used to be rerun because I remember like Perfect Strangers being on at like uh, eight in the morning. Close and laddie, but bam. Uh, yeah. So uh, chiller. Oh, so so the really the picture though of the the weekend. Was our uh, friend sixteen times uh, Mark Miller, who was the only one who got the picture inside the Sanford and Son junk truck? Yeah, what was that? I didn't even know they were offering that. Well, a lot of times at Chiller, when you when you if you go past, you know, there's that like second door where you go in where they have like the tickets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you keep going in the like all the way around the parking lot. They usually have, like, tents set up, and they do have... Sometimes they have, like, movie cars out there. 
I yeah, I was just oblivious. I just never get out there, so you know, I don't, I never care. But uh, yeah, I wish I had known about that. I would have gotten the uh, the picture inside the Sanford and Son truck. Yeah, it's not so much about not caring. I just by the time if if there's no if I could skip a pro photo up at Chiller, Chiller is extremely easy for me. Yeah. I don't mind navigating the, the pro room. photos there are abyss. The meatloaf pro photo only Ugh. is 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 killer. And if you had to do that and Alice Cooper, I mean you, you you're asking for well, it. Well, you know what it was though? Um uh, Mark, for instance, was nice enough because he was up there in the line and he texted me at when when they were going in. But that was the whole thing was because you don't know when to go up there and wait. No. So like if you have somebody telling you, yeah, it's great, then I just ran up there. You know, I got all the people I, I tried to get in, and I was able to just run up there. Like I said, I didn't mind the walking around. They really didn't close a lot of rooms off. You have to get in one room in the early admission and just stay there. Like, Reinhold came, oh, man, he probably came uh, three hours later than everyone else in the room. But once you're in the room, you can't leave right? because you just, you just can't get back in. So. Yeah, that's a pain. It's It's not fun. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh... I mean, chiller overall. I mean, chiller was chiller. It's the same. You know, they they pack everyone in that small room with like Jonathan Lipnicki and Belding and and Barnes and and what's happening. I think was over there. Um, uh, they just have to utilize the space. Skippy, I mean, yeah, uh, Skippy from uh, Family Ties. Oh, was I didn't, I didn't see him there? Yeah, I he just, was in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's you have to know. Well, if you get over your first chiller, the experience becomes much, much easier. Right. But to get through that first chiller, it doesn't matter the time of year. It doesn't matter how you do it. it it's almost traumatizing. Mm. You're probably not going to get everyone you want. You're probably going to miss people. And you just have to be okay with that and then reconfigure how you go about it the next time. Well, when I would go with Rob, it was a lot of it was much more fun because we would stand there and like talk to them. Yeah, you're also talking about how many years ago. I mean, that's just a different monster. No, no, it was not. It was very similar to how it is now. We would just we talk. That was it. Uh, you, you, yeah, but you can't talk to Meatloaf. <laughs> you can't talk to Meatloaf now at the no, line. Well, he he's has. a wreck. I mean, you could talk to him, but not with the lines he has. Yeah, you could talk to Barnes, maybe. Or you can talk to Skippy or Nikki, but you know. um, uh, oh, uh, Dennis Haskins. Yeah, Haskins. He was just trying to. He was trying to get some eight-year-old, like, what picture to pick out. As me and old school were sitting behind, they're like, dude, just get, just take care of us. We're two seconds. Please, please acknowledge me. And then uh, real fast, uh, a couple other meets. I, I, I did get to meet Ricky Gervais uh, late, uh, recently. That was awesome. I'm a big fan of Ricky. Um, one time Rob and I tried to watch Idiots Abroad. It just did not. We could not get the concept of that at all. It just wasn't funny. Wasn't that with the um, little person? No, that's life's too short. Oh. No, this was some friend of theirs, and and he just they put him in like these horrible like places, and you know, no creature comforts it. But he wasn't funny. Yeah, I never seen it. Yeah, it wasn't good. And um, but also in the movie that he was in, it was uh, Eric Bana, and I'm a, a big fan of Eric Bana. He's a great actor. But um, two things that he did I always loved. The one he did about six, seven years ago, the documentary called Love the Beast, which was about the Australian like car culture. 
Hmm. So, yeah, it really doesn't exist here anymore. But in Australia, it was very serious. The uh, Whether you were a Ford fan or you were a Holden fan. Holden is the Australian arm of General Motors. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they were, they were this very, very serious stuff uh, there. And it was a great documentary. And the other thing that he was in, one of the first movies he did, also in Australia, it was called Chopper. You know, I've heard of Chopper, but I again, never checked so, it out. Yeah, Chopper is actually a true story about this maniac called Chopper Reed in Australia. And so this guy, like... I mean, this guy like murdered people, and uh, and it was just crazy, and and he always seemed to get off. Wow, the movie is just hilarious. The movie is is so insane; it's it's actually funny. You'll yeah. have to check that out. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a good one. Um, it, it's definitely a good one, and then. Uh, so, all right. So, you got anything else to say? It's uh, you know, it's up to you. Uh, yeah, go go with the Scottish. Go with the Scottish. All right. So, I went to um, I went to uh, what the hell was I going to say? Do not know. I went to a concert, the Beacon Theater. I I was so ecstatic that. He actually went on like a tour again. Uh, we've talked about him many times on the show. Uh, the great Billy Connolly. You don't know Billy Connolly? I do, but not Ooh. not as much as you know him. And I've never I've never really seen like his stand up or anything like that. Uh, Billy, I always loved Billy Connolly, and uh, we we joked about him on the show for years because of how he sounds. You know, Billy Connolly, I choke like this. Oh, oh. <laughs> did you and do the impression? Said, I can't believe it. Oh. Did you do the impression when you saw him? No, I didn't. So, so Billy Connolly, you know, he has um, he has um. He has Parkinson's disease, which is unfortunate, obviously. Um, so he can't play the banjo anymore. That was unfortunate. Because I, I love, I like his banjo music. He sings like goofy songs that they're funny and all. Um, so that's too bad. But um, and I was, I sat like a cheap seat all the way up the top, and so I'm listening to it, and it's funny. You know, he tells these like long-winded stories, but. He has, like, you know, goofy punchlines and the Scottish charm and all. It's very funny. And well, I don't know. I mean, at some point around the one-hour mark, I started to, like, lose consciousness. I mean, that's not good. I mean, that's... I, I mean, <laughs> can you can you listen to a comedian for over an hour straight? Maybe. I don't, yeah, I think I have. I don't know. I guess I was tired. and But he, he went for over two hours. I mean, yes, two hours is is a little ah. much. But I think an hour, I still have consciousness. Luckily, I I, I brought my recorder uh, with it and um, and I taped uh, you know I taped it so I can go back and listen to it. I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you don't fall asleep again, ah. lose consciousness. Anyway, so I, I wait outside. And I'm like, all right, well, when's this guy coming out? So, and because the show lasted forever, 
I go outside. It's me, a few other people who had seen the show, and I saw like a a, a graffer kid like lurking off down the road. So the security guy there was really nice, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, they've got some kind of after party or something, so it's going to be about an hour. I'm like, yeah, that's probably sounds about right anyway. So I wait. Most of the people leave. And it's just a graffer guy. So he comes out. And at first it looked like... The, I'm like, why is Billy Connolly surrounded by, like, six security guards? He doesn't need that. It's pretty ridiculous. So they're, like, trying to rush him in the car. And then the graffer guy gets to him first. Because they line, they thrown all the garbage on the sidewalk. So it was kind of tough to move around. And he gets to him first. He's like, Billy, Billy, can you sign this? He's like, oh, all right, all right. So he has him sign a bunch of Boondock Saints posters. And so then I, I go up there and I stick in my, my still crazy DVD. Still crazy, one of my favorite movies. And he kind of, uh, he, he looks at it and his uh, road, the girl that was with him, they were like, oh, wow, that's awesome. We love that movie. I'm like, yeah, it's one of my favorites. So we were talking about that. I didn't record any of this, though. Ugh. I, I wasn't prepared. Ugh. So, uh... Conscious. So then he signs it, and I go, Billy, can, can I get a picture? He goes, sure, sure. And I'm going to take a selfie, and the girl's like, no, I'll take it. And so she takes it and comes out perfectly, and he shakes my hand. He's like, thank you for coming. And so it was a, a great moment to to meet uh, Billy Connolly. I did want to tell him the story about how I saw his show. We were My, my household was like part of like the test audience for like his spinoff of... Uh, I mean, of, yeah, uh, I don't, of the class. I don't know any of that. I don't even remember any of that. Yeah, so uh, that was cool. Great to finally meet Billy Connolly, and I'll try and play some clips from the show. You know, he curses a lot. I mean, yeah, you'll find something. Well, I, there's a spot where he talks about this joke where this some guy like like beats to death a cat with a hammer. Yeah, play that one. There's no cursing. So, wait, so when he came out, I couldn't think. I, I know I was like, I, I can't tell retell him this story or take the looks of it. I just go, I go as he's walking away. I go, oh by the way, Billy. So what happened to the cat? Live or die? And he just laughs. And he goes, he laughs, know. and he goes, he goes, that's a, he goes, uh, that's a tale for another time. <laughs> so uh, that's that. They're a wrapped up episode of the Porn Stevenson Show. Porn another Stevenson.com. Another success. Starring uh, Lanza from MarkedOut.com. Yeah, share your stories, visit our site, get some hits, you know, the whole shebang. Have you, let me ask you this a serious question now. What What is, since I've joined this website, what would you say is the uh, the uh, the the ratio of maniacs who have joined the site versus normal people? Nah, I mean, the maniac level is about... Uh, I feel like every new person who posts is a maniac. Mm. The normal people are lurkers and don't post to get into it. Um, but the report section, I think, is pretty pretty standard, pretty, yeah. pretty normal, because it's just people talking about their, um, you know, their encounters and right. some failures... But as far as like the discussions, uh, that's a whole different. Uh, that's a horse of a different color. Mm. Uh, I don't know what else to say. All right. Well, it's uh, nice of you to join us. Uh, I believe that you'll be back on the show in another two episodes. 
Two episodes. Okay. Because I uh, are, are we road tripping the Wizard World? What are we doing? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to think of Wizard World because... It's uh, only another just, month. I mean, the episode probably won't come out 20, for three months. 23 but. days. Is that it? Yeah. That's, uh, that, that's the status. So that'll be a good one, folks. Uh, we'll be talking about meeting uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, if all goes well. If let's, all let's goes get well. First. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me. No problem. All right. Tune in. Yeah. Hey, 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 what's going on here? All right, nice to see you again, Dennis. All right, Thank you.